Welcome to the Upperman Football Podcast. I am Noel McKay with the Upper Cumberland Reporter, joined by Upperman B head coach Adam Kane. The B is getting ready for a non-region game at Walker Valley, coming off a big win over to Cab County. We're going to talk about all of it, but first we'll tell you this episode is presented in part by our friends at Gentry's Power Equipment. So thank you to them for sponsoring the podcast here. And coaches, we get geared up for Walker Valley. First, let's look back. Your bees coming off a dramatic victory uh, here at yeah. Billy C. Rogers Stadium. You get a one-point win in overtime over DeKalb County. Let's look at it in totality first. You were able to watch the film. What jumped out to you about how your team played? Um, I thought we played really hard on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, I, I definitely felt good about the fact that we made them at least you know, beat us left-handed, so to speak. Um, you know, I felt like we did a decent job on on 24, and, you know, he was a big focus of their offense. I was worried about number 15, and, uh, you know, Trapp's a really good coach, and, and got it didn't take him long to, you know, to, to find that kid, and that kid hurt us. Um, I was glad we were able to kind of uh, – you know, keep it at least within striking distance. You know, we didn't let him go off too much, but he's a talented player, man. Um, you know, he's uh, he's gonna make some noise the rest of the, the rest of the way. And uh, but you know, holding them to ten points. Uh, you know, again, we we had some breaks. Um, you know, the the fumble on the long run he had was a huge play effort play by Branson Turnbow and Jackson Bush hustled down there. And, was able to recover the thing and, and so on and so forth. But I, again, I was pleased with the defensive effort. Um, I was pleased with the way the guys absorbed, you know, kind of the game plan. Um, I was not expecting to be without, you know, Rollins at safety the whole time, um, you know, but but I felt like uh, Bronson went in and, and, and played a good job, you know, did his part as a free safety. The the, the, the other guys kind of helped him with the with the checks back there, and, and uh, you know, he did he did fine. Uh, you know, very pleased to see a young guy go in and kind of step their game up a little bit. That's that's what we're all looking for at this time of year. Um, but then offensively, I, you know, it was a little bit of a disappointment. Felt like we scuffled around a little bit, didn't didn't block as well as we should have. Now, they had a lot to do with that. We knew going in they were, you know, a big physical team up front. It was going to be a tough <clears throat> matchup for our run game. Um, but still, we didn't execute great. We didn't, you know, we didn't get hats on hats, so to speak. And uh, so um, – you know, there we are, 10-10 game at the end of regulation. Um, you know, we made a couple plays in overtime, got the ball in the end zone, Sebastian kicks the extra point, uh, and then they come out, find 15 on a total tone screen, and, and uh, I was kind of surprised that Coach Trapp went for two because, uh, you know, they had kind of controlled the second half, and um, but he did. Uh, had a great play call. You, you, you can obviously tell he had been waiting to run that play and um, had a guy wide open in the end zone, and, and we were fortunate to come out on top in that in that scenario. Um, but, again, that, that's kind of how this region's going this year, you know. Um, Stone Memorial wins on a two-point play and then loses on a two-point play. We win, we lose and then win. Um, so, you know, 
who knows how much longer it's going to go. But um, overall, you know, you're, you're glad, you know, you know, with a couple guys out, a couple key guys out, you're kind of glad to, you know, come out of there uh, with, a, with a victory. And um, so that's where I'm standing on it right now. Uh, you think back earlier this year in moments and games where – they didn't go your way, and then the game didn't go your way against Fayetteville and Stone. Several moments in the game on Friday didn't go your way, and they didn't cause the game not to go your way. Do you feel like the mental makeup of your group is improving to be able to withstand those moments in these games against good teams to not let it cost you football games? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I was talking to uh, somebody on the radio earlier today. You know, I think, um, you, you know, you're, you're kind of a hyped-up team – Got some returning pieces. Come out of the gate with a big win over your your county rival. Uh, expectations are getting high, and then you get punched in the mouth by a Fayetteville team that's probably going to turn out to be, you know, maybe one of the top five teams in the entire state of Tennessee. But at that time, people didn't realize it. We didn't realize it. Um, and, and then you're. Um, kind of on your heels a little bit after that performance uh, that carried kind of carried over into you know the the stone memorial game no no offense to anything they did they played a great game but I sensed it in my team um, when when you when you struggle I think at times it can make you tight it can it can create anxiety um and what i mean when i say that is if your confidence is a little shook i think it creates a little anxiety and and makes you play tighter than you normally would the thing that i've liked over the last three weeks is we've kind of slowly but surely gotten our confidence back which allows us to play freer which allows us to play better and so I'm I'm hoping that that's some of the things that you were asking me about. That um, you know, when when we hit adverse adversity and when we hit streaks of kind of poor play, we're able to pick it up somewhere else in the game. You know, maybe it's maybe it is a turnover. Maybe it is you know creating a turnover. Uh, maybe it's a kicking game play. You know, the the field goal by Sebastian. You know, it's not something we always do here, but. That was a big lift for us. You know, he got fired up. And, and, and so I kind of sense the confidence and uh, the lack of anxiety amongst our players. And it's allowing us to kind of push through some of those low periods in the ball game, And, and that's encouraging, you know, because I think it's starting to happen at the right time. Uh, you, you hit on this region a little bit. It's as tight as any region in the top four that I can remember. Everybody has beaten somebody. It seems like that's the case. Are you okay with where you sit in this region right now? And where does this one rank among regions that you've played it or, you know, have coached it over the past few years? Yeah, you know, the only thing I can liken it to is 2017, um, you know, the school that I was at, we we beat the region, the eventual region champ, um, but ended up losing a couple really nail-biter games and ended up fourth, you know what I mean? And, and um, but even that wasn't anything like what we're dealing with now. You know, um, you you can argue 
Um, you know, we've played the other three. Uh, you know, we've played Macon and, and we've played Stone and we've played DeKalb. Um, they're all really quality, good teams. They're all good in their own ways. They all present, um, you know, matchup nightmares for us. Um, but I think anyone could argue that any of them teams are the best in the region. You know, uh, we just got done with the cab, and and we barely had 150 yards of offense against them boys. And um, you know, no one has held us down that that hard in a long time. And uh, you know, even Fayetteville. So they all kind of have strengths. They all have maybe a couple weaknesses. Um, you know, DeKalb's strength is their defense in the, in the run game. And now all of a sudden they found number 15. Um, and, and I'll be quite honest with you, the quarterback's doing a decent job. And so, and then, you know, Macon, you know Macon. I mean, they got number seven and he can do what he does at any given time. Um, and then they got, you know, number 70, you know, probably one of the best players in this region. Um, and then you got the, the the really stout defense up there at Stone. Um, number 40 is a great player, a great tackler. Um, number 25 is a great tackler for Stone. I mean, those are equalizers, you know. And then, you know, maybe the wild card in the whole deal is the QB at Stone. I don't know. I mean, he, you know, he made plays when he had to against us. Um, so, you know, th those guys, are, that all those teams – have my respect and deserve my respect and, and uh, it's a shame somebody's going to have to finish fourth or first or whatever I mean we're all quality opponents nobody's going to want to see any of us in the playoffs I, I will say that um, but uh, it's it's crazy um, and, and you know here we are two games left in the season and it's way too early to even start looking at scenarios and I'm sure you're about to ask me about that, but I, I don't know. I, you know, <laughs> I have no idea. I know who I'm probably rooting for in the, <laughs> the Capstone Memorial game, but other than that, I have no idea where we're going to finish or what, what's going to happen. I got my hands full with Walker Valley, you know, a quality 5A opponent, and then, you know, and then we got to go on the road to a, a rival game, Livingston, you know, and play at their new, new place. So, we got our hands full. I'm not looking at anything past this this Friday night. In fact, I'm not looking at anything past this Tuesday practice. And so that's kind of been my approach, uh, you know, back when we lost uh, to Stone. Um, we've kind of been on playoff mode ever since then because you got to be, you know, you lose another one and, you know, it, it, you don't even know if you're going to make it. So um, here we are. Uh, hopefully we can, you know. Get some guys healthy and, and finish this thing out. Well, I'll surprise you. Let's just move on. Let's get to the non-region opponent at Walker Valley. That's a bit of a road trip. Uh, I'll be taking it with you over on UCR2. You can tune in if you can't make the trip live on Upper Cumberland Reporter 2 on Facebook and on News Talk 107.7 and 1400 The Hub. Myself, Justin Matheny, will be there, Coach. It's a team you faced last year here at home, a 5A opponent that certainly seems like better than the record would indicate. They played a pretty good schedule, but it's been a little up and down for them from my perspective. From yours, you turn on the tape, what do you see about this Mustang squad? Yeah, um, you know, it's they've been through quite a season so far. I think it is, has been a difficult schedule for them. Uh, I know one of their opponents 
beat Maribel the week after they beat um, uh, Walker Valley. So I think that kind of tells you what kind of company they're keeping over there in East Tennessee. Um, you know, the big thing, I always start off on the defensive side, you know, um, against, you know, the opponent's offense. And I've got a, a dual threat quarterback, you know, a guy that's got a really – really good arm, a really live arm, um, and he can also pull it down and scramble. You know, um, they, they don't do a ton of design QB runs, but he probably gets 10 or 12 carries a game scrambling in, 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 in his passing game stuff um, and, and some quarterback draws. But he worries me, you know, um, anytime you get one of them dudes that's very comfortable in the – in the you know freelance part of the game, the accidental offense part of the game, they can create huge problems for you, and um, you know because that's something that it's it's really hard to to coach, you know, when the structure of a play breaks down, and so we're gonna have to be really in tune to that. Um, you got some really good receivers. Number two, number thirteen are as good receivers as we've seen all year. Um, number two gets in the Wildcat quarterback set, which scares me. You know, he's he's probably rushed for four or five touchdowns in the last couple weeks. Um, you know, they're 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 finding uh, some ways to run the football. You know, put tight ends on the field, and uh, you know just being creative in how they run the ball. Um, I know the head coach. He's the offensive play caller. He's a very creative guy. Um, he don't mind opening it up. He don't mind, you know, throwing the ball around 30 times a game. And so, you know, it poses a little bit of a different challenge than maybe what we've seen the last three weeks. So, but again, it, it, it's exciting to me because it's um, – it's a lot like going on the road in a playoff game, and you're going to see some well-coached offense, and you're going to see some guys that can make plays, and you're going to be able to, you know, maybe <clears throat> uh, identify some things that you need to get better at, some things that you're good at. Uh, but these games against teams that you're not real familiar with kind of a lot of times expose things, and, and, and you know, for good or for bad, and so. You know, we'll, we'll take everything we can, you know, any everything we can take from the game to make us better, we'll, we'll take. Um, you know, we were fortunate to come out on top last year. They jumped out 14-0 in the first half, and, and then we stormed back. And it was a, it was a good win for us. It was uh, another one of those, you know, what do you do when you get – your nose bloodied a little bit. Are you going to be able to respond and react? And, and that showed us that we could. Um, you know, their defense, I'm pretty familiar with the defensive staff at Walker Valley. Um, some guys that worked with me before. Uh, you know, a similar front six to what we run, what our base is here. Um, they do a lot of different wrinkles in the secondary, but I know they play really hard. Uh, jumps off the page. They play hard, and they've got kind of some sneaky team speed, which you know allows them to get the ball on the ground and make you drive the length of the field. You know, I think they made uh, Ray County snap the ball 18 times on one on one drive. So you know they're determined and they're resilient. They play hard. And they make you earn it. 
which again is very indicative of what it will be like in the playoffs. And so, um, good test for us. Uh, you know, let's see if we can handle a little bit longer road trip. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put about 38 kids on a yellow school bus and drive the two and a half hours and, and uh, you know, hopefully wake up and, and get ready to roll. Every game is important. Obviously, those region games are very important. But now in the world you live in where the region's going to come down to some sort of tiebreaker. I think that's blatantly obvious to everybody, maybe inevitable at this point. Does that turn this one into that same feeling of a region game, knowing you just can't afford to drop a game and be good in those tiebreakers when they come up at the end of the year? Yeah, again, man, I, I think for me it's way too early to start looking at tiebreaker there you know we, we we still got this one and then a big one up in livingston before we can start thinking about what all that means um well ladies and gentlemen i asked the question so you can't come for me when i, I did ask you the question there you go but um <laughs> I, you know they're all big they're all big our, our our kids are competitive and and they we talked about momentum you know we, we've created some momentum and um and one thing I'm very protective of is I try to keep the momentum a team has going. I don't want anything to derail that momentum. I don't want, you know, it to be, um, you know, naysayers or this, that, and the other, or, you know, just, I want to keep it going. And uh, we got a great opportunity Friday night to keep it going. And then, you know, the big key for me, we got to finish the season out. You know, it's important to me to, you know, we're, right now we're six and two. It's important to me to finish this regular season out as strong as we possibly can. You know, that ought to be the goal. Every, you know, win every single game every week, and uh, I think it is the goal of this team. And uh, but they've kind of learned to work one week at a time, which is which is big for us. Because I think early on when we started off three and zero, we may have gotten ahead of ourselves, and it, you know, so. We're kind of learning as a group to let's take one thing at a time. Uh, two questions left, one that you may not answer, and it's certainly okay if you don't answer it, but it's the most common question I got all weekend long. How is Jackson Robbins? Obviously mm -hmm. left after the opening kickoff. Uh, how is your, your star junior tailback? Yeah, um, well, he's still our star tailback, and uh, – you know he's he's still one of our great players, and uh, but but obviously he didn't come back in the game um, last week. Uh, you know he's uh, <clears throat> been to the doctor. I have not gotten a report. I have not gotten any kind of uh, indication either way. Um, but we certainly, you know, he's certainly missed when he's not out there, and uh, we love. We, we pray, you know, we'll get down on my knees and pray for the kid and pray for his health and, you know, his peace of mind during this whole thing. And uh, so, uh, but hopefully we get him back soon. Uh, keys to the game. Things you're going to have to do well on Friday night to be able to get out of there with a win. Yeah, I mean, again, we, we cannot let the quarterback just go crazy. Uh, one of their big signature wins this year was at Ray County. And he was, you know, scrambling, extending plays, making throws. And so um, <clears throat> I'm not necessarily saying we got to get 
a million sacks, that would be nice. But we can't let him just step up in and, and scramble and get 10, 12 yards at a, at a time. And then, you know, we, we got to do a good job on their receiving core. Uh, you know, some of their stuff is short passes that they – taking the distance some of their stuff is again you know kind of air raid getting the ball downfield um you know we, we've got to be able to handle that it, you know it's been weeks um since we've had to deal with you know a, a, a deep passing attack and a, and a you know so that's that's going to be big and then uh, you know offensively unlike last week we've got to find a way to uh stay on the field uh, we got to get first downs uh we can't get behind the, the chains so to speak uh, we, we and in that being said we got to block who we're supposed to block and we can't we can't panic and get up and have two guys blocking one guy while one guy makes the tackle we, we got to do a better job of you know uh, executing our schemes um and stay on the field and then you know again we've got to continue to make positive plays in our special teams game i've, I've been really pro- pleased with that so far and um, they've got a really good punter and a really good kicker so maybe that means we don't get beat in the special maybe we we, we play to a tie in the special teams game but um it's a it's going to be a challenge um uh, they got a really, really cool facility there with some turf, so maybe the kids will get excited playing on that. Um, but it, it, it's a challenge, and um, you know, hopefully, we'll be we'll be locked in and ready to go. Well, it'll be a lot of fun Friday night. Upperman travels to take on Walker Valley. You can watch it live on UCR two on Facebook or listen on News Talk one hundred seven point seven and fourteen hundred The Hub. This has been the Upperman Football Podcast. We'll be back next week as we begin to wrap down the regular season. Hard to believe the playoffs are almost here in Tennessee. I'm Noah McKay with the Upper Cumberland Reporter. He is Upperman Football Head Coach Adam Kane. Have a great day, everybody.